Hello, and welcome back to the Sakis podcast, Making Adjustments, where we take a thoughtful dive into an element of culture or a current event that could benefit from a few healthy adjustments. If you are new here, Sakis is the sexual assault counseling and information service, and we serve survivors of sexual violence as well as their significant others in the Eastern Illinois area. It is our mission to end sexual violence in society, and we recognize the intersections of identities and different backgrounds and experiences all contribute to a culture of violence and discrimination. We are so glad you're here today, and we hope you stick around for the rest of this episode, Intimate Partner Violence. As you may know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. The awareness event first took place 40 years ago, beginning in 1981, as a National Day of Unity formed by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. It is a time for everyone to speak up and openly discuss issues and effects related to domestic violence, and one of those closely related issues is sexual assault. On average, nearly 20 people in the United States are physically or sexually abused by an intimate partner every minute. Where we see the most common intersection of domestic and sexual violence is within intimate partner or marital rape. In fact, 33% of all sexual assaults are committed by a current or former spouse or intimate partner. It is already a known fact that sexual violence is one of the most underreported crimes, and domestic violence isn't far behind. When we take that into account, we can see just how difficult it may be for someone experiencing these types of violence to find a way out of that situation. Um, And we can also look to the history of intimate partner violence to help us understand why these crimes aren't reported or prosecuted, um, but more importantly, why they aren't taken seriously by law enforcement and why they carry so much cultural stigma and shame. Marital rape is a specific kind of acquaintance rape that is used to describe rape perpetrated by the most intimate acquaintance, the spouse. Historically, marital rape was not even considered a crime. Actually, up until 1975, every single state had a marital exemption that allowed a husband to rape his wife without fear of any legal consequences at all. Even in 1990, there were still 26 states who treated spousal rape as a non-criminal offense, and eight states had no laws or protections in place at all at that time. So the air quotes good news is that today marital rape is considered a crime in all 50 states, but there are several catches. Um, The degree of the offense varies by state, Um, It's still very hard to prosecute these cases, and sometimes these laws are very outdated, um, and that makes sense because just like a lot of our legislature, they were written um, specifically for white, cisgender, heterosexual, monogamous couples, um, so they don't take into account differing identities um, within the laws. And actually, there is one Um, marital exemption for rape that still exists in some states today and that unbelievably enough is for statutory rape which occurs when an adult has sexual intercourse with a minor 
and therefore is legally incapable of giving consent. So in this situation, if two individuals are married and one is under the age of consent and they live in one of the states that has this exemption still, that spouse um, that is of age faces no fear of criminal charges at all. So it's important to note that just like sexual violence, domestic violence does not discriminate. It can happen to people of any age, any race, gender identity, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status or class, religion, nationality, origin, and intimate partner rape does not only happen in cis, heterosexual, monogamous relationships. Actually, those in relationships who are part of the gender, sexual, and romantically diverse communities are at an increased risk for sexual and intimate partner violence. Studies show that 61% of bisexual women and 37% of bisexual men experience rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner. Similarly, there are a lot of misconceptions about domestic violence, and that includes intimate partner rape. One of the largest being that these crimes are only perpetrated by men against women. And that is just false. Other common misconceptions are heavily enforced by stereotypes about LGBTQ plus relationships and hold no factual evidence or value whatsoever. Um, so common things that I've heard um, are people believing things like Partner rape or partner violence doesn't happen in lesbian relationships because both partners are women and women can be perpetrators, or that partner rape doesn't happen in gay relationships because men always want sex no matter what. And these things are obviously not true at all, um, but they are ideas that are commonly generated in society because of misogynistic views of women, toxic views of masculinity, and of course, prejudice against literally anything that differs from heteronormative standards. So what are some things that you can do this month or any month really to combat these misconceptions and also just the intersections of violence and oppression that we see at play with domestic and sexual violence? Well, a great place to start is by identifying your local domestic violence or sexual assault nonprofit agency. Sometimes a single agency will offer services for both, and these agencies generally offer a multitude of free educational trainings and prevention programming to help people in the community better understand the issues and what they can do to help or get involved either just by being an active bystander in their everyday life or by being an agency supporter or even a trained volunteer working a crisis hotline or working events or at an emergency shelter. In our area, we are the organization that serve survivors of sexual violence and the organization Hope of East Central Illinois serves survivors of domestic violence by offering things like emergency housing, child and community advocacy, counseling, transportation, and other services. And of course, all of these services are completely free and 100% confidential at both agencies. If you are experiencing intimate partner sexual assault, there is help available. 
you are not at fault and you don't have to feel ashamed, the National Hotlines for Domestic and Sexual Violence are a great resource if you're unsure where to start. The National Sexual Assault Hotline is available 24-7 at 1-800-656-4673 and the National Domestic Violence Hotline is available 24-7 at 1-800-799-7233. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Making Adjustments. We appreciate our listeners and we hope that one thing in this episode got you thinking about how you can learn more about intimate partner violence in your community um, and maybe make an adjustment to your own life. If you would like to learn more about SACUS and the services we offer, you can visit our website, www.sacus.org. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time.